Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne podcast. We pray this stirs you into a deeper relationship with Jesus and equips you to live a heaven on earth lifestyle daily. Enjoy. Okay, and I want to say this is not what I'm going to talk about, but resting in God is not just sitting on a couch doing nothing. Okay, it is good to rest. Don't get me wrong. It is great to rest. I love resting on days off. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm off Tuesday for July 4th. Hallelujah. I plan on waking up at like 2 p.m. And so I just want to rest. There's nothing wrong with that. But resting in God is not just not being busy or being busy or, you know, whatever it may be. Resting in God is continuing to trust the call of God on your life and saying yes to all he's telling you to do. That allows you to live and operate in the, in the empowering grace of God to where you don't burn out or there's no open doors where the enemy can just jump in. Okay? And this week has been one of those weeks for us that had I not responded correctly, I could have been severely worn out and getting attacked and everything else. But instead, I decided to position myself at the beginning of the week in the place of secret to say, God, I'm going to respond properly the way that you want me to respond. And so today, I just want to equip each and every one of us on response, okay? How we respond to things going on in our life. Now, this is something for a few months now. I've been going through some stuff that has allowed me to respond, and I believe that God is telling me and has been showing me over these past few months how you respond is key. And in fact, I believe a few weeks ago we were saying how you respond in this season will be the fruit of your next season. And so there have been some areas where we've had to respond. And so last night, my wife had this dream. And in this dream, we were at our kitchen table and in the presence of enemies. And they were trying to belittle my wife. They were attacking. They were angry. They, you know, they were bringing up these things. And she said, I didn't tell her anything about what I was going to share about this morning. Um, but she said the biggest thing in the dream was how I knew it was going to be how I responded to them. Right, babe? That was going to be the big, it wasn't how am I going to show off my wisdom or how am I going to, you know, whatever. The biggest thing in the dream when, when this person was angry, furious, shouting at her, attacking her at the table was how am I going to respond? That's going to be the biggest piece of impact is how I respond to this situation. And I was like, oh, glory, Shonda, Lord, I hear you. Hallelujah. And then this morning, Trent was talking about it and was praying about it and, and prophetically singing about this table in the presence of our enemies. And I was like, Karen's dream. The word, the response, because how many know when you go to a restaurant, there's a certain way you respond. You sit down, you order and you wait for your food to come out. Right. Like that's what you do when you go to a restaurant. You see that you know how to respond when you're in the atmosphere of a restaurant. And so I just believe that response is going to be huge. Respond means an act or behavior in reaction to someone or something cause and effect. Something happens. How am I going to react in that moment? Okay. So that's your response. Your response is something takes place some from something or someone, and how do I respond to that situation? Now, we are met with that like crazy as Christians, right? How many know, like, there's that meme that says, like, uh, yeah, I'm from the kingdom, but I'm from the south side of the kingdom, right? Like, don't mess with me. I'm from the south side of the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is that we get tested a lot as believers, right? Like, let's be real about this. Right. And we say this has been said. This adage has been said for years upon years upon years. If you've been in the church, but that people are watching you even when you know they're not. And this is a true story because we've had times where we've gone out and prayed with people or something happened. And then somebody two aisles over was like, I was just waiting for you guys to approach me. 
David has an awesome testimony praying for somebody at Lamar on a bench, and like two benches over was an atheist who did not believe who came forward to talk to David about Jesus and gave his heart to the Lord. People are all around you listening and watching how you respond to certain situations, how you're responding to stress, how you're responding when the boat gets rocked. How are you responding when trials and circumstances and the heat gets turned up just a little bit? How do you respond when you're walking through those hot waters? How, are you, how do you respond? And I'm going to read a few scriptures real quick, and I'm going to talk about response and just how beautiful. And it's funny we were talking about the blind man because I do want to talk about blind Bartimaeus for just a moment. When the enemy comes, what he's longing to do is three things. Steal, kill, destroy. He doesn't build. Okay? The enemy doesn't build. He's not a builder. He comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. So when Jesus was approached by Satan in the wilderness, if you remember, Satan brought scriptures to him. Okay? Satan brought up some scriptures to him, and he, and he goes to attack him, and he says all these different things. If you are the son of God, you turn these rocks, to, you turn these stone to bread. He goes on and he gives them all these things. He quotes to him scripture. Okay? And this is what the Lord is telling me. There's going to be moments when the enemy comes to you. Now, now hear me on this. And it almost sounds like God. The enemy's going to come, and he will almost sound like God. Okay? Hear me on this for a moment. you got to follow me on this. Your response in the moments where the enemy comes to try you, where the enemy comes to sift you, when the enemy comes to attack, you have to understand one thing. Anything pulling you away from your identity is a lie. Okay? Hear me on that for a second. Anything, bye Thad, we love you guys, anything uh, pulling you away from your identity is a lie. And so you have Satan that's quoting to Jesus scripture, and Jesus is like, nah, man, he knows exactly what's happening in that moment because he understands and knows anything pulling me away from my sonship or who I am, I need to respond with the heart of God. Which is why there have been times in our life, and you can ask my wife, as much as I love people, compassion, things like that, we have to use discernment. There was somebody that came in here with their child. It was a very heartbreaking situation asking for monies. And it took some discernment. We did not help that person because there was discernment, and we later believed it was a scam. And you guys know my heart. I love helping people. So to me, I was like, oh, God, but I trust you, right? There was discernment. So there was a moment that looked like it was so truthful. But what was going to be my response in that moment? Was my response going to be, let me just do the good thing or let me do the God thing? You guys follow me on this? So the way that we respond may be a good way, but we always want to respond God's way. So when Jesus and the disciples reached Jericho in Mark 10, Jesus and, his town, Jesus and the disciples, there was a large crowd that was following them, and Bartimaeus, right, blind Bartimaeus, he was sitting around, and then, and then Bartimaeus had heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby. I'm going to kind of paraphrase here. So he shouts out, Jesus, son of David, he says, have mercy on me. So he hears that Jesus is approaching, and his immediate response is, show me mercy. But he identifies him as the son of David. To me, that means that, hey, I know that Jesus has history in my land. 
He understands something that maybe not, another, not a lot of others understood at that time is a little bit more of who Jesus was, the son of David. And so he hears of the son of David's coming, and his response is, have mercy on me. And so my very first question to all of our hearts is, how do we respond when we hear our, our Savior coming? How do we respond when the King is coming? How do we respond in our lives when we know what Jesus is calling us to do or when he's calling us into something? What is our response? Is our response, hold on for a second, let me get comfortable, let me make sure everything's arranged properly the way that it needs to be, then I'll answer. Because for some of us, that does happen. Amen? Come on, let's be real. It happens. Sometimes we hold the wheel a little too tightly. We don't respond correctly. So everybody knows the rest of the story. Uh, many people, including disciples, are like, dude, be quiet. Stop talking. So he shouts the louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him. So here's the beauty of it. So you have blind Bartimaeus who heard that the king of kings was coming, and he responds by saying, have mercy on me. The crowd responds to blind Bartimaeus saying, dude, enough. Quiet down. Like, stop. You're doing too much right now. Like, that's what they're telling him. They're telling him, be quiet. And in this moment, it's not just like, hey, man, calm down. They're like, they're kind of annoyed with the guy, right? There's this guy, blind Bartimaeus. They're like, dude, be quiet. But Jesus hears him, and then something so profound happens. Now Jesus is getting a chance to respond. As, got to remember, Jesus was man on the earth. He was not God nor equaled himself to God as he walked the earth. Jesus of Nazareth, amen? He didn't walk around as a God king on the earth. He walked around as man. So Jesus hears him and he says, hey, tell him to come here. Now, this is the part I want to highlight for a moment. I feel that we're in a season where Jesus is telling us to come here. He's saying, come here. He's saying, come, come, come to me. You've been crying out. I want you to come to me. Because a lot of times in our life, we will cry out. Revival, revival, awakening. God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. But in moments where he says, hey, come here. We're still found on the street yelling and crying out for him to move because we are not recognizing how to respond when he speaks. Do you follow me on that? In order to respond, we were talking about it Thursday, hearing the voice of God. In order to know how to respond, you must first be able to hear. So if my wife tells me, hey, hon, I need you to take the trash out and I start washing the car, guess what? I'm not responding correctly. I did not hear her. Even though I heard her speak, I did not listen. I did not hear what she had to say. So Jesus, the son of David, hears him and tells blind Bartimaeus, come here. <laughs> Jesus says, and then the crowd, they change a little bit, right? They change just a little bit. They're like, cheer up. They're like, yeah, Jesus, we were for him the whole time. Yeah, cheer up, big guy. Jesus is calling you. Yeah, we, we're about to tell you to come on. Like, our bad, yeah, no, we didn't say be quiet. Like, everything changes, right? The tone changes because Jesus is like, tell him to come here. So Bartimaeus throws aside his coat, jumped up, and he came to Jesus, right? So he releases his identity, what he was holding on to, who he was, to go and run after King Jesus, okay? Because there's a the really awesome teaching that we talk about a lot of times, but um, in, in the time of Jesus, you were, you were adorned in who you were, Okay? So blind, so this beggars, beggars would have looked different than the, la than the individuals who, who had leprosy, okay? The wealthy would look different than the wealthy religious leaders, okay? Carpenters would look different than those who made sales. And you, you following me? The, what you wore identified who you were, okay? 
So he throws off his jacket, he throws off his coat, and he jumps up and he comes and he, and he goes over to him and he says to him, what do you want me to do, Jesus asks. And he responds by saying, my rabbi. He said, I want to see. I, I want to see. So there is this exchange that's taking place, beloved. I want us to catch what's happening here. There's an exchange that's taking place in which there is hearing and responding. Hearing and responding. Like I said in the beginning, you're that's why it says that if you don't give up, if you don't give up, you'll receive that bountiful blessing, that bountiful harvest if you don't give up. I believe that some the reason why we're not seeing a lot of the great moves of God in the church today is because in seasons past, the church has given up. They responded differently. More people started getting into the chairs, so they started responding differently. Let's respond to make people feel more comfortable so they'll give more, so they'll come back. Let's not make them feel uncomfortable and worship for over an hour. Let's make sure the AC is good so they're not worshiping in 80-degree heat. Right? They begin to respond differently. I believe that the church, when they lose their gaze of who Jesus is, they begin to respond very, very fleshly. And I believe in our life is much the same. When we get our eyes off of him, and what he's able to do. Blind Bartimaeus knew and understood that this man, Jesus, was going to bring him sight. You ever been so desperate for something, you knew exactly where to go to get what you needed? Like, you're just so desperate for something. Like, man, I need this so bad, I know exactly where to go to get it. Quick plug, tomorrow kicks off our Habitation School of Worship. Uh, Pastor David and Marissa are going to be teaching that. It's going to be amazing, guys. But David, he shares this awesome passage and teaching about craving about craving something, about craving the things of the kingdom, craving that, that, that God is looking, desiring, he's craving, he's looking for those who worship in spirit and truth. And David says this one cool line, and he says, if you're craving a steak, a slice of pizza won't do. Right? If you're craving something cheesy, oh, a piece of toast won't do. You know what I'm saying? You feel me on that? And so in this moment, blind Bartimaeus knew and understood just what he was going after and who was going to do it. He understood who Jesus was. And beloved, I'm telling you, in this season, the way that you respond to when God is in the room or God is in the area or when God is in your home, the way you respond is going to bring forth your next season's fruit. Let me continue. My rabbi, I want to see. Jesus says, go for your faith has healed you. And instantly it says the man could see. Instantly it says the man could see. The way Bartimaeus responded when the king was in the room, when the king was in the area, brought forth his breakthrough. And in church culture, in church culture, we will respond more to the time than we will to him. I'm just going to be real. In church culture, in our lives, in Western culture church, we will respond more to what's happening around us than what he's doing. Oh, God, I got to move. I got to get out of here by July 1st. I can only give you three minutes today. What? The, a lot of times we allow our circumstances to dictate our response. Can we be real? Can we be real? I share a testimony of my life six, seven years ago when I was battling tremendous weighty fear on my life. I thought I was having heart attacks every day of my life. It was crazy panic attacks. I'd never had panic attacks in my life before, but I was having tremendous panic attacks. It was the most wildest thing in the world. Ask David. I took him with me to the hospital like 3 in the morning. 
Like I was attacked and, and plagued with a suffocating fear. It was the most wildest thing, and my response would always dictate which God I was serving. I remember going to my beautiful wife one night, and I was like, babe, I'm just getting attacked. This is all going on. And she was like, what is God saying? I was like, this is what he's saying. She's like, believe that. Very simple. Believe what he's saying. Because my response kept going to the circumstances that I was in. I was just talking to somebody yesterday who was dealing with suicidal thoughts because of his current financial situation. And I told him, is a dollar worth your life? Responding to circumstances, I'm telling you, the response that we see clearly as we live as lovers of Jesus, as obedient ones, completely giving everything we have to him, your response is going to be different than the response of the world. The response of the world may say, go to the bank and get it and get it loan. But the kingdom says, Jesus says, the response in our love to him says, trust him. Trust him. <laughs> All right, I'm almost done. This is why I'm going to wrap it up right here, beloved. Um, Matthew 22, 14, one of my favorites. Many are called, very few are chosen. Uh, we've heard this a lot. If you've been in church, you've heard this. But I just want to, this is how I'm going to tie this up into a beautiful bow. Uh, tomorrow, D.C. Monday is going to be packed. I'm so excited for it. Prayer at 10 a.m. Orange table from noon to 1.30. We're going to be feeding the city. It's been absolutely amazing. We're having barbecue tomorrow, 4th of July barbecue. Trent, appreciate that. That boy Trent can throw it down and pick it up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, you know, that was one of the things I told him um, whenever we were doing our orange table is I was like, man, I don't want to do like sandwiches. Like I want to be excellent with the meals that we provide to the city. And, uh, and, 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 man, it's Trent has run with that. It has been amazing. I'm telling you, the food that's over there, that's not like, it's not just stuff on a tray. Like, Wendy made this potato salad a few weeks ago. I'd never had anything as amazing in my life. Like, I could have just, like, oh, my gosh, we're so good. The stuff that goes down over there is, whew, it's beautiful. All right, but so that's tomorrow from noon to 1.30, again, feeding the city. It's right next door in our kitchen area, and, uh, and we can walk you over there later as well just to kind of get a, get a look at it. But that kicks off at noon to 1.30, prayer at 10 a.m. Um, and if you want to come, it's an awesome opportunity to just love on the city, love on people. Um, and then that night, as I said before, Pastor David, raise your hand back there. There he is, Pastor David. Uh, he's going to be teaching tomorrow. What are you teaching on tomorrow? The power of your song. It's our, it's our Habitation School of Worship. We have people from all over come to that, worship leaders from all over, but this is not just for worship leaders. This is for the bride of Christ. So that kicks off, and it's every, every Monday at 6.30, and we will have nursery from zero to five years. So if you got your babies, bring them. We got nursery and all that stuff. If they're a little bigger, they can sit with us. Uh, it's going to be perfectly fine. Uh, but that's tomorrow kicking off at 6.30. I'm really excited about that. David has fresh curriculum. Like, this is not from another book or from a Bethel book or anything. This is fresh curriculum from the Holy Spirit, so really excited about that. All right, let's tie it up. Matthew 22, verse 14. Many are called, but few are chosen. Come on, say that with me, bride. Many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Okay, this is not a Calvinistic scripture. This does not mean half of you are chosen, half of you are not. Okay? What this is dictating and what this is showing us scripturally speaking is there are many that are called, but few chosen. And I believe that the few is because of the response. I'll never forget this testimony. I'm going to share this testimony. I was 
This was BC before Christ. I was at a friend's house and, um, and uh, didn't know Jesus. We didn't know who he was. And uh, something profound happened. Um, a friend came over, uh, one of his friends, and I guess just had a crazy time at church. But um, he was in there, and um, he, he comes into the house, and we were a little uncomfortable because, you know, we were dabbling in sin at the moment and what was going on. And uh, he walks in, and he says, guys, he specifically talks to his friend. He's like, I need to tell you something. I need to tell you that Jesus is coming back, and I don't want you to go to hell. I was talking to my friend, and I was like, whoa. It's like, what just happened here? Like, things got crazy. We turned the music down and everything. And he was, he was like real. He was telling him, he's like, man, I love you. And I, I want to tell you to turn from your sin, turn from your sin. And I'll never forget that moment, the boldness of this individual. And that was one of his really good friends, the boldness of it. But I, but I always think about that whenever I think about many are called, but few are chosen. And, and I believe that in that moment that, that my friend, who is still agnostic, he doesn't believe, um, he's very, very blunt about it. And I, I say my friend, my acquaintance at this time. But he doesn't live for God. But in that room, there was something that was spoken. And years later, obviously, I gave my heart to Jesus. And I always think about that moment when I think about this scripture because I'll never forget the tension that was in the room. But I truly believe many are called, but few are chosen because the way that we respond, I believe, is exactly how you're going to be chosen. As simple as the phone ringing, will you answer it? So God is calling each and every one of us to fulfill something on this earth until we take our last breath, right? Well done, good and faithful servant. That there is something that he's calling us to do on a daily basis, whether it's huge, whether it's a pulpit, whether it's a microphone, whether people know your name. He is calling you into something. Will you respond? It could be in the season you're in that he's saying, hey, son, daughter, do not worry. Give me that worry. Give me those cares because I care for you. And I'm telling you, your fruit will truly show if you've submitted that thing to him. Amen? Amen. <laughs> the fruit and only you will be able to tell if you've given that thing to him. And so when he calls you, how are you responding? Beloved, I'm telling you, as we read this scripture, this is what I truly, truly believe. The secret place, the place of intimacy, the place of knowing him helps us to respond a little bit better because we grow to trust him. We grow to know him. If you just met somebody right off the street and they're like, hey, I want you to go and do all this stuff, you're like, oh, I don't know who you are, I'm not doing that. But if it's somebody that you know and care, you're probably more likely to do that thing. Example, my daughter. I always get her to try new foods. I always get Kyler to try new foods. And I'm like, baby, has daddy ever steered you wrong? Have I ever given you something you didn't like? No. And she'll try it. No matter what it is. Some kind of pastry or some sort of food or whatever it is. I'm like, baby girl, has daddy ever stirred you wrong? Have I ever given you something that's just not good? No, you haven't. And she eats it. And then she's like, hmm, not bad. Or she's like, bleh, and throws it out. <laughs> but it's beautiful. Because I'm telling you, there's a response for each and every one of us on a daily basis for what God is calling us to do. And even in the past, if you've said no to that thing, there's grace and there's reconciliation and there's redemption for you to say yes today for that thing that you said no to in seasons past. There's pastors who have laid down their mantle of being apostles and prophets because of the ways of the world and they responded incorrectly. But I believe that God is telling these individuals to come here because there's grace and he's wanting them to respond differently. 
So wherever you're at in your life right now, wherever you're at with Jesus, you know in your heart, you know exactly where you are with him. You do. With us, it's like, hallelujah, blessed and highly favored. But with him, he's like, hold on. Right, let's be real. So I want to tell you, when he's in the room, how are we responding? When he's calling us to the secret place, how are we responding? Many are called, few are chosen. How will you respond when you're called? Because when Jesus called Bartimaeus, we know how he responded. Whoom, throwing all this stuff off, running over to Jesus. That would be hard to do, not able to see. Beloved, stand with me. God, you're good. All right, I'm so thankful for each and every one of you and the way that you respond to Jesus and your yes to him. And I just want to just challenge you in this moment. What is he calling you into? For some of you, it may just be him calling you to come close. It may not be some like, you know, this ministry, that ministry, this thing. It, it may not be that. It may just be like, hey, I just want you to be consistent in your place of secret and come close to me. That's a real thing. I dealt with that early in my walk. Excuse me. An inconsistency of going to the secret place or running to him when things were wrong. And he wanted me to respond different. When I got into a trial, he wanted me to respond different. At my work, every day. Every day at my work. What's wrong with you? What are you on? Why are you acting like that? Devin just shared a cool testimony with me about David, about your, your father-in-law, how he was all joyful and stuff. Yeah, and he was like, what is he on? I want some of that. And he's like, joy? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, yeah, he's on the Holy Spirit. That's what he said. And this, you know, it's like the way that you respond. How are you responding to that trial? How are you, what do you mean that person just said all that stuff about you on Facebook, but yet you're eager to help them uh, with groceries? You're able to help them with this? Yeah, why? Jesus loves them. Right? This is my response. So what is your response in those trials? The world is watching. I'm telling you, beloved, the world is watching. And they're going to see Jesus in you. And whatever Jesus that you see is the Jesus that they'll see. You, do you follow me? And so the way that you respond, we can post all day on Facebook. But the way that we're responding in trials and circumstances will truly prove whether we're walking on the water or we're sinking. All right, beloved, hold your hands out. Let's receive. Let's close out. God, I thank you.